hard. Amen. We miss uh, Pastor Marcello uh, this morning over on the bongos and Kayla uh, on the keyboard and Sister Doris and Nathan. Uh, they had gone down to uh, Waco. Uh, a very good friend of theirs was in their wedding. Uh, has been struggling and suffering with sickness and uh, they moved him to hospice. And so they've gone down to visit and pray with him. And so uh, our prayers are, are with them this morning. And we just ask the Lord to uh, just... I told him, I said, when you go down there and pray, know that you have all the backing of your church family. When you're there praying, uh, you have our prayers with you. And so we miss them. But uh, remember, be, be, be service tonight, 6.30. Uh, 6 o'clock, I'm sorry. 6 o'clock uh, for Spanish service. Uh, and so uh, I'm not sure if Pastor will be back or not. He may be, but if not, I know they've got it covered. Sister Gazelda and Brother Merced, all of them will be taking care of things if not. But um, I just want to be a blessing. Well, good to see my friend Marcus. Sister Deborah this morning. Brother Brown. Amen. We've been praying and believing for his healing and his strength and uh, just kind of having having some issues with the heart and uh, just kind of fluid, not wanting to get off. And I told him this morning, I said, man, you, you, you're you looking skinny, you're looking thinner. He, uh, that fluid had just built up. And he said, I've lost about 35 pounds, got about 10 more to go. I said, me too. <laughs> I wish mine was just fluid. But uh, anyway, we're believing. So uh, if it's okay, uh, I'm just going to preach to Marcus today. He needs it. Anybody else need it? I'll preach, I'll preach to you too. The rest of you can just listen. But <laughs> yeah, raise Deborah's hand too. because Listen, how many knows that when the husband or wife's in the middle of something, you are too? Yeah. If your kids are in the middle of something, so are the parents. Uh, have you ever been in the middle of something? So many times we, uh, we, 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 you know, people ask us to do something. Hey, can you do this? Well, hey, man, I'd love to, but I'm in the middle of something. You know, I would just love, Pastor, I would love to come to church. I hear this uh, every week. Pastor, I'd, I'd, I'd love to be in there, but I was in the middle of something. Couldn't make it. I'd, I'd love to, to pay my tithes, but you know, I'm in the middle of a financial crisis. I'd love to, uh, you know, love to serve in ministry. I would, I would love to be a part of uh, things that are going on in the church. I would love to, to go out and do something for the Lord. But, you know, Pastor, right now, I'm just in the middle of something. I would love to encourage my brothers and sisters in the Lord. But, you know, right now, I'm just going through a real battle. I would love to just... You know, just dive into the Word of God. I'd love to read my Bible more. I'd, I'd love to pray more. I would love... But you know, Pastor, it, it's a stressful time. And I'm going through some stuff. And, you know, really to tell you the truth, I'm right in the middle of it. Listen to me. I've been in the middle of a lot of messes. A bunch of them I cause myself. How many knows you cause a lot of your own messes? I've been in the middle of a lot of other people's messes. I've been in the middle of a lot of stuff. But you know what I found out today? I've got a word for somebody today. Because you are not in the middle of it by yourself. Somebody is right in the middle of it with you. 
When you think you're alone, when you feel lonely, when you're sad, you're discouraged, you're in the middle of depression, in the middle of anxiety, in the middle of a financial, a physical, emotional crisis. I'm here to tell you today, somebody is right in the big middle of it with you. 2 Samuel chapter 23, verse number 12. We have this whole story, but just this one verse. This guy named Shama. Everybody say Shama. Shama was in the middle of it. The enemy was all around him. He was in the pea patch. And uh, he just got his sword and he began to swing. You know what? Sometimes uh, all you can do is just start swinging. And the Bible declares, but Shama stood in the middle of the field. He defended it and killed the Philistines. And the Lord brought about a great victory. How did the Lord bring a great victory that day? Because the Lord was in the middle of the pea patch with Shama. Wherever you're at, whoever you're with, you're never alone. God promised you, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. Amen. He's not going to leave you alone. He didn't bring you this far to let you down now. He's in the middle of your struggle. We were, we were in, when we were in Israel, and uh, you know, we always read the story about uh, the, the disciples and uh, how they were on the Sea of Galilee and they were in the storm. And you know, you're trying to figure that all out. And then you go and you realize that the Sea of Galilee is just a lake. And there's mountains all around it. And you realize that when you're right up on the hillside that you can look out over it. And so here Jesus is up on the mountain praying. And the disciples, the Bible said, they're in the middle of it. Let's read it. Mark chapter 6 verse 47. When evening had come, the boat was in the middle of the lake. He saw his disciples struggling at the oars because the wind was against them. He went out to them walking on the water in the middle of the sea. Amen. They were in a storm in their life. They seemed hopeless. They were being tossed to and fro. Amen. It looked hopeless. But here comes Jesus walking in the middle of their trouble. But what I love about this story is before Jesus ever got in the middle of it, He was already watching it. He hasn't taken his eye off you. You're the apple of his eye. You're his child. You're created in his image. He loves you. Oh, you say, but pastor, you don't know. I'm the black sheep of the family. Can I tell you, he loves black sheep too. Can I tell you, it was the black sheep, amen, that ran away when the 99 were safe in the fold. And Jesus could have said, like a lot of us, 99's enough. I got 99. What do I need that one rebellious one for? What? I, oh, that one don't cause nothing but trouble. That one, all he does is aggravate me all the time. That one just cost me a lot of money. That, come on. Jesus did indeed. Amen. He didn't say, well, I, I got 99. No, 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 no. He's not satisfied with 99. He wants all 100 of his sheep safe in the fold. Now, he didn't abandon the 99. He's not abandoning you. He got them in the fold. 
He fed them. He watered them. He got them safe and secure. But then he didn't lay down and take a nap. He went out looking and searching until he found that one lost sheep and he brought him home. You know, a shepherd has a, you know, David said in Psalms, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. See, the shepherd used the rod and the staff for different things. The staff had a crook on it. He would use it to reach out and grab them and pull them close. If they got he could hook them and bring them up. But you know, that rod, amen, was used to defend. Amen, he would beat off the enemy. But sometimes when a sheep would get out of, out of line too many times, he would take that rod and break its leg. But then he would pick that sheep up and carry it. Until it was well. See a lot of us like to do a lot of leg breaking. But we don't like to do a lot of carrying. Yeah I break your leg. But then I don't stick around to restore you. I'll kick you when you're down. But I don't stay around to pick you up. I see you in the middle of your mess, but I'll leave you and go find somebody, amen, that's in better shape. Because you're a lot of trouble. Thank God, amen, he didn't leave me, amen, when I was the lost sheep, when I was the prodigal. Amen, when my mama had to pray day and night, amen, for my soul, thank God, Jesus came out and found me. He had to break my legs a few times. But you know, after a while, he set that sheep down. And that one never left his side again. He stayed close. He knew the one that carried him, the one that took care of him, the one that fed him. I'm telling you, right in the middle. Amen. He is looking for you. He loves you. He wants to restore you. He wants to bring you safely in the fold. He is in the middle of your trouble. He's in the middle of your burning bush. Here's Moses, backside of the desert. Moses is the salvation. Of the, his people. He's the deliverer. But he sure doesn't feel like one. Have you ever not felt like. What God says you are. God says you're blessed. But you sure don't feel like you're very blessed. God says. You're the head not the tail. Huh. But you don't feel very much like a head. You don't. Feel exactly like what God says. You're the blood ball washed, born again, saved, on fire, Holy Ghost filled believer. You feel discouraged and down and hopeless and feel like nobody cares or loves you. But even in those times, here's Moses on the backside of a desert. He has had to run from Pharaoh. He has kind of realized his calling, who he is as a Israelite and he's killed an Egyptian and buried him in the sand and now his secret's out and he's ran for his life. He's on the backside of this desert. But God's been working on him. Can I tell you today, God's working on you. When you're in the desert season, when you're in the trial, when you're in the trouble. Amen. God just, he, he, the Bible says in the children of Israel, they wandered in the wilderness to show them what was in their heart. Sometimes God's got to reveal your character. He's got to reveal your weaknesses so that you can work on them and make them your strengths. God's not abandoning you. 
the, the call of God is without repentance. He hasn't kicked you to the curb just because you failed in making a mistake. He still will use you. And so here's Moses. And God, began, God, was, God was watching him the whole time. Here he is right in the big middle of his mess. And God speaks to him out of a bush. He sees this bush and it's on fire and it's burning. But it's not burning up. And he comes close and God speaks and says, take off your shoes. This is holy ground. And God begins to speak to him. Come on, you're, you're a deliverer. Hey, I've got a bigger purpose than this for you. You've not been called to tend sheep for your father-in-law. You have been, you're a deliverer. You're, I'm calling you to set my people free. I'm calling you to go to Pharaoh and tell him, let my people go. Oh, Lord, you don't know who you're talking to. I'm not a deliverer. I'm a failure. I'm telling you, you are a deliverer. You're not a failure. Maybe you failed, but you're not a failure. Maybe you got knocked down, but you can always get back up. God said, Moses, I've called you right in the middle, out of the middle of this bush. I'm calling you to do a work. And he went down. He led the people of Israel out. Amen. God did a great miracle, used him miraculously. He did so many great things. You know why? Because right in the middle of his mess, God showed up. He's in the middle of your mess. Luke chapter 5, verse 19. I, I preached this last week, I believe. When they, the man was crippled laying on the bed, his friends, I preached on, who's going to take me to Jesus? His friends brought him to Jesus. And the Bible said they tore off the roof and they let him down. Where? Right in the middle. Come on, right in the middle of your mess. If somebody, if somebody can get you to Jesus, if you can get to Jesus in the middle of your mess, he'll turn your mess into a bless. What we like to do is say, Lord, bless my mess. He don't bless mess, but he'll change your mess into a blessing. He'll use what the enemy meant for bad, and he'll work it for your good. It's not good. We we have a lot of things in our life that are not good. But if we'll give them to Jesus, He'll work them for our good. And we can learn something from it. And we can help others through it. Because there's a lot of people in this world in a mess. And if we can figure out how to get out of our mess, we can help other people figure out how to get out of their mess. You see, that's what God is calling you to do. He don't just want you to get out of your mess so you can be happy and blessed and, you know, just have everything you need. Amen. We're blessed to be a blessing. Come on. Right in the middle. Right in the smack dab. What they say? Smack dab. I don't know what smack dab is. But right smack dab in the middle of your mess, God will find you. He's right there with you. I'm so glad Jesus is not afraid to get down in the muck and the mire and the dirt and the grime. I need to be a lot more like Jesus. I I need to be a lot more like I was when I was a teenager. You know, sometimes as we get older... We get less compassionate instead of more compassionate. Huh? I remember I was in, I was in Bible school and we took a trip to uh, Mardi Gras. And uh, 
We had been fasting and praying, and man, we had our Bibles, and we had our devotion, and we were ready. And we hit the streets, and uh, we got out there and began to witness to people, and we saw a lot of people come to the Lord. And I saw this group of teenagers. They were probably my age or, or older. I was 18. And I kept just noticing they were sitting over on the cur- in, in the gutter of the street. Now, I don't know if you've ever been to Mardi Gras, but there's hundreds of thousands of people, and it reeks, it stinks. People have just uh, used the streets as toilets, and it's just, I mean, it's just, it's, it's a mess. It's a mess. The, the, the sin, the dis- I don't advise it unless you're there for ministry purposes, but uh, it, it's a mess. And uh, we, we saw some crazy stuff. But anyway, the Lord kept drawing me to this group of individuals, and I watched our team. We had a quite a large group of people there. We had on these yellow armbands so we could not get lost in the crowd. And I kept watching all my friends. And I was talking to different ones. And everybody was just passing this group of young people by. And the Holy Spirit just kept drawing me to them. You know what? I went over. And this is, where, this is the point I'm making I want to get back to. I didn't stand over them and look down on them and say, y'all need Jesus. They reeked of alcohol. They just, I mean, it was, just, it was just a whole party scene. I just went over and sat down right in the group in the middle of them. And I just talked to them. Asked them where they were from. What was going on? What this was all about. And then I shared the gospel with them. You know what? I'd love to tell you they all got saved. And that, that didn't happen that day. I did lead quite a few people to the Lord there. And when our whole group, we, we saw great things. But you know, I pray. One day, Brother Marcus, I'll get to heaven. And one of those young people will come up to me and say, You know what? I remember when you sat down in the middle of our sin. In the middle of our mess. You didn't condemn us. You didn't condemn us to hell. You just sat down and talked to us. You just told us the good news about Jesus. And you know what? When I went back home, I gave my heart to Jesus. I don't know. But I pray because I know the power of the gospel. That when we plant a seed in people's heart, God will send somebody else along to water it. How many times do we see people in the middle of their mess, but we're too busy, we're too clean to sit down in the middle of their mess? We've got a lot of excuses. If they just knew, I'm in a bigger mess than they are. Well, maybe so. But you know what? If you'll help somebody out of their mess, God will send somebody to help you out of your mess. Amen. You see, Christ Jesus is in the middle of your crisis. All we've got to do is just reach out. All we've got to do is just take hold of Him. They say if you're at the end of your rope, tie a knot and hold on. Because Jesus is about to show up in the middle of your mess and He'll take a hold of you. Amen. Thank God. Amen. Jesus. Amen. Was on the cross in the middle of two thieves. And one mocked and ridiculed and laughed. But the other 
said, man, this guy hadn't done anything to deserve it. We are in this mess because we did it. He didn't do anything. And right in the middle of his mess, in the middle of his crisis, in the middle of dying, he looked over in the middle and said, have mercy. And Jesus looked at him, amen, right in the middle of him dying, bleeding, taking the sins of humanity. He could have said, hey, dude, I'm a little busy here trying to die for the sins of the world. We get so busy in what we're doing, we forget what we're there to do. Jesus was on the cross to die for the sins of the people. And here was a sinner right beside him asking for mercy. Jesus looked at him and said, today you'll be with me in paradise. Right in the middle of a life crisis, he turned his death sentence into eternal life. Right in the middle. Because he was in the middle with them. He was in the middle of the fiery furnace with with the three Hebrew children. Daniel 3. Right in the middle of that fire. Right in the middle of pagan worship. Right in the middle of peer pressure. Right in the middle of everybody else bowing down. Three young men stood firm. And said we're not going to bow. And the king said, uh, I give you another chance. Did you know when you don't do the wrong thing, the devil will give you another chance? Well, they didn't blow it that time. They didn't get mad that time. They didn't cuss that time. Let me throw something else at them and see if I can get them. Come on, he'll give you another chance to fail. King said, I'm going to give you another chance. And they said, oh, king. You don't care, I don't care how many chances you give us. We're just going to hear to tell you. We serve the true and living God. And we're not going to bow. We'll not serve another God. We're not bowing down to this image. And it made the king so mad. It makes the devil mad. When in the middle of your crisis. That is supposed to break you. It's just making you stronger. What's supposed to Destroy your faith is causing your faith to grow. What's supposed to make you lose your testimony, all of a sudden in the middle of the test, now you got a bigger testimony. Come on. Come on. Woo, I'm glad Sister Pat's back to clap for me. <laughs> Woo, come on, in the middle. They said, you know what? The king got so mad. He said, heat that furnace up seven times hotter. They got the fire so hot that the guys that went to throw them in dropped dead because of the heat. And the king looked in there right in the middle of their greatest Tragedy in the middle of their greatest trial, right in the middle of their, 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 their test of faith. And the whole, I'm sure the whole crowd was cheering and clapping. Good job. You got rid of those old heathens, those, those old uh, uh, troublemakers, those old rebellious guys. And the king looked in there. Amen. And according, amen. He said, here's what he said. When the king looked in, 
Verse 25, the king said, I see four men loose. Now, when they threw them in, they were tied up. See, the devil wants to tie your hands. He doesn't want you to get busy about the master's business. He doesn't want you to reach out and touch anybody's life. He doesn't want you to get your hands on anybody's mess and help them out of it. He wants to keep your hands tied. Oh, but can I tell you, even the king said, I see four men loose. Walking in the midst of the fire. And they have no hurt. And the form of the fourth one. Looks like the Son of God. Woo! Hallelujah! What? What? God came down and was walking with them in the middle of it. Can I tell you something? He didn't show up after they got there. I think He was already there waiting on them. See, the Lord is already waiting right in the middle of your biggest battle for you to get there so that He can deliver you. He's just waiting on somebody that's willing to stand up and say, Oh, King, whether we die or not die, just let us know. Our God is able, but if He don't, we're still not going to bow down. Come on, I don't care. Listen, but Paul said to, to, to live is Christ, but to die is gain. Come on, if you kill me, I just get to heaven quicker. I'm on my way. I'm ready to go. I don't necessarily want to go today. Yeah, I'm in no hurry. But I'm telling you, if it comes down to it, and in the middle of my mess, the devil says, you've got to bow. I've got to have to stand and say, you know what? I'm ready to go. I'm ready. Not going to bow. Right in the middle of it. Amen. God protected them. In the middle of your trouble and your trials, God will protect you. He'll protect your body. He'll protect your mind. He'll protect your children. He'll protect everything around you. I love it. The Bible says when they came out of the fire, their clothes didn't even smell like smoke. I can't even go in a lot of people's houses and say that same thing. Get in a lot of cars, walk in a restaurant. I was in a lady's house the other day. I thought a great fog had moved in. I couldn't hardly breathe. My eyes were watering. And then she was telling me how she's suffering from that COPD. I I wanted to give her the answer to that, but I didn't. I just loved on her. Oh, but when I came out of there, I smelled like smoke. But when these guys came out of there, the Bible says they didn't even smell like smoke. Their hair was not singed. You ever singed your hair? You ever got a little too close to the fire, singed your eyebrow? <laughs> that, that smell, oh, that's stinky, isn't it? They didn't even smell. They didn't singe their hair. It didn't burn their clothes. Why? Because when Jesus is in the middle of it with you, it cannot hurt you. 
I can walk through the valley of the shadow of death, but I fear no evil, for Thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. See, you're, you're, you're scared of the rod and the staff of God. Listen, it's not there to hurt you, it's there to help you. His correction, His laws are not there to ruin your fun. They're there to protect you. When the enemy is there to harm our physical body, when the enemy is there, I mean, that's what the devil does. John chapter 10, verse number 10, the enemy cometh not but to kill, steal, and destroy. But Jesus said, I come right in the middle of your mess to give you life and give it to you more abundantly. Hallelujah. I loved it. What that, the Bible says in verse 27, the fire had no power. The fire that the enemy brings in your life, when Jesus is with you, it has no power to harm you. Satan can't touch you. He can't bring you to financial ruin. He can't bring you to frustration. He can't cause you to quit and give up. He can't cause your enemies to overtake you because He is right there to protect you. And not only will He protect you, but then when the king called them out of the fire, He promoted them. Can I tell you, when you come out of your mess, amen, you're about to get a promotion. Some of you are about to go up higher. Amen, what the devil meant for bad, God is going to make it for good. He was there to destroy you, but now you're going to get a better job out of it. I don't know why I got fired. I don't know why I lost my job. I do know I made a mistake, but God will take that mistake and you learn from it. And you call on Him and He walks through the fire. And the next thing you go, you got a better job. You're making more money. Amen. God is blessing you because promotion cometh from the Lord. He showed up in the middle and He promoted them. We, we jump over to Daniel chapter 6. I'm not going to go through that whole story. But here's Daniel. Older in life now. We think of him as a, a kid, but he wasn't. He was an older man. He had been ruling and reigning with different kings. And he had a routine. Everybody knew his life. Everybody knew his character. Everybody knew that every day he bowed his knee and he prayed to the true and living God. And there was those who hated him for that. And they said, we'll get him. And they told the king, king... Come on, make a decree. Nobody can worship any other God but you. He's like, oh, that sounds good. Let's build a big image and get everybody to worship it. And let's make a decree if anybody doesn't. You're going to throw them into a hungry den of lions. Okay. But see, the king loved Daniel. He didn't think it through. Listen, you, before when people come to you trying to plan mischief and evil, you need to think it through. Because it might affect your family. It might affect your friends. But he let his pride just say, that sounds like a good idea. And now then, the decree is made. The decree can't be changed. But you know what? Daniel didn't change his plans. I have to tell you, if, if laws ever change and says we can't pray, i got to pray. If the law ever changes and said we can't read our Bible, I'm going to have to read my Bible. Brother John MacArthur out in California that's defying all the orders 
said, I've done every kind of ministry that there is. The only one I haven't done is prison ministry. And I'm ready to do it. Sometimes you have to stand up when the law goes against God's law. And you say, I've got to abide by a higher power. We obey the laws of the land. But if ever it comes to God's law. And the law of the day said, you got to bow to the statue. And you can't pray to any other God. But Daniel didn't change his routine at all. He didn't get worried, upset. He just went to prayer. And now, I don't know about you, but me, I might have at least shut my windows. I, I might have pulled down the shade. I might have said, now, Lord, you know, nobody else can see me, but you can see me. Daniel didn't change a thing. He opened his windows. He went and knelt down and he prayed just like he did every other day. And his friends were, no, they weren't his friends. They just acted like his friends. They were his Facebook friends. I don't know if y'all know it or not, but Facebook friends are not always real friends. And they came and they said, oh, king, remember that decree you made? Yeah. Well, we caught this guy right here praying. Oh, that made the king's hat, hat, made his hat, made him sad. But he made a decree. Daniel, man, I hate to do this, but I'm going to have to throw you in there with those hungry lines. Okay, whatever, do what you got to do. I got to pray. I got to pray. You just, you just do whatever you need to do, but I got to do what God said to do. I've got to walk. Listen, you might be in the middle of your trouble, but I'm in the middle of my blessing. And I'm not going to let your trouble mess up my blessing. I'm in the middle of a relationship with Almighty God. And I'm not going to deny Him for nothing, nobody. So you do what you got to do. And you know the story. They threw Him in. The next day the king got up, couldn't sleep all night, and came to the edge of the cave. Daniel! Daniel said, Oh, I'm here, king. Hang, hang on just a second. I got to move this line because they snuggled up to me. They kept me warm all night. This one is my pillow. This one is my foot. Rest. All is well. Because God showed up in the middle of the lion's den and he shut the mouth of the lions. And you know what happened? There's a lot of things out there that want to devour you. There's a lot of people that want to open their mouth and devour you. There's a lot of teeth out there want to bite you. But when Jesus shows up, He'll shut their mouths. But can I interject just a little wisdom here? If you open your mouth, He might not close their mouths. We've got to learn to shut our mouth and let the Lord fight our battles. we got to learn to just obey God and let God do the work. We like to run our mouth too much. Huh? Come on. Let's just stand in faith. Let's act in love. Let's just be in obedience and let God shut the mouth of the lions. God showed up right in the middle of it. Right in the middle. When the devil wants to shut you down, amen, God will shut the devil down. Well, you know the rest of that story. 
Kind of like the three Hebrew children. They threw those guys in. They got burned up. They threw the guys in that devised the plan against Daniel. And the Bible says they were eaten up before they even hit the ground. Because all night long, those lions laid there with their tummies rumbling. And they were hungry. And they wanted to eat. But they just couldn't eat. Because their mouths were shut. There's people that want to devour you, but they just can't because God is in the middle of it with you and He's protecting you and He's put a muzzle on your enemies. Amen? Hallelujah. Like some of y'all would like to do to your husband, but you can't. Come on, just pray for him. Love on him. Stop trying to devour him. In the middle. Everybody say in the middle. In the middle. He's in the middle of your struggle. He's in the middle of your situation. He's in the middle of your storm. He's in the middle of the lion's den. He's in the middle. Uh, he, he protects from the powers that try to devour. He, he's there to promote, amen, in the palace. He's not there to destroy you. He's there to bless you. Amen. He's there to promote you, to prosper you. Amen. I love verse 28 about Daniel. It said, and so this man, Daniel, prospered in that region and in other regions. Come on, let me tell you something. Your trial is not there to destroy you. It's just about to promote you and expand your territory. What you are going through, God can use to promote you. Everybody heard about this guy, Daniel, that escaped the mouth of the lions. And that, what the enemy meant for bad, God worked it for his good. He's in the middle of the pit. Remember Joseph? He went from the palace to the pit in one day because of a lie. But the Bible says in that pit, he kept a good spirit. He kept a right attitude. And the Lord Blessed him in the pit. And then the king had dreams. And then somebody came and interpreted the dreams. And then he told the guy, don't forget me. And the guy said, I'll never forget you. And then he got out and went back to his job. And he forgot him. Have you ever been forgotten? Has anybody ever said, hey, man, when I'm blessed, when I get out of this mess, I'm going to be a blessing to you. And you prayed for them. And you helped them out of their mess. And they got out of their mess. And you ain't seen them since. But the Bible says he just kept a good attitude. But one day the king heard about him. Brought him out of the pit. He gave him the interpretation of the dream. And in one day he went from the pit, the pit back to the palace. Second in control. You know what I'm telling you? I'm telling you no matter where you're at. No matter what you're going through. Right in the middle of your pit. Right in the middle of your prison. Right in the middle of your valley of dry bones. Right in the middle of the pea patch. With Shama. Amen. Right in the middle of your circumstances. Your difficulty. Your dilemma. He is there with you. You are not alone. You're not defeated. You're more than a conqueror. You are going to overcome because greater is He that is in you than he that is in the world. Come on, somebody shout. He's in the middle. He's in the middle. I'm in the middle of it. But He's in the middle with me. I'm not alone. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. Hallelujah. Can I get a big amen? Thank you, Jesus.
Thank you, Lord. Every head bowed, every eye closed. If you're watching online today, if you're sitting in this building today, and you say, Pastor, I'm in the middle of my biggest battle. I'm in the middle of a physical storm, financial storm, emotional storm. I'm in the very the middle of habits and addictions that are destroying me. I'm in the middle of family trouble. I'm right in the middle of it. I don't know what to do. I don't know where to turn. I don't know where to go. I'm here to tell you today, you're not alone. Jesus is right there with you. He is in the middle of it. He'll show up. All you've got to do is just call on Him. All you've got to do is just extend your faith and say, Jesus, help me. When Peter began to sink in the water, he looked up and said, Jesus, help me. Jesus reached down and picked him up. I'm going to tell you something. Peter walked on the water out there and he walked back. Yes, he had a moment that he sunk. You're having a moment where you feel like you're sinking. But I'm here to tell you today, Jesus wants to pick you up. And together, y'all walk on top of the storm. You're here today and you say, Pastor, if I were to die today, I'm not sure I would go to heaven. There's sin in my life. I, I'm not living my life in obedience to God. But today I realize that I'm not alone. He's never left me. He's never stopped loving me. He's not mad at me. He just wants me to come home. Today I'm ready. Today, if you're in that category, you say, Pastor, I need to accept Christ as my Lord and Savior. Confess my sins. I need to get my heart right with God. Would you just slip your hand up right where you're at? Yes, I see that hand. Yes, 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 yes. Just between you and the Lord. Come on. Would you pray with me online? If you're watching, pray with this prayer with me. Everybody in the house, dear Lord Jesus, thank you. In the middle of my sin, you died for me. In the middle. You gave your life so I could have eternal life. Today, I confess my sins. Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of my sins. Come into my life. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Be my friend. Today, I invite Jesus to come to the middle of my mess and turn it around. Father, today I just declare every person that prayed that prayer. Right now you're showing up. Right now you're turning their life around. Right now their sins are forgiven. Their hearts been washed and cleansed. They're a new creation in Christ Jesus. Now pick them up. And let them walk strong in faith. Restore their life. Restore their peace. Restore their joy. Restore their health. Bring restoration in Jesus' name. I'm going to ask you today, you're in this house. You say, Pastor, I'm in the middle of it. Every single person here, you're in the middle of something. But I'm here to tell you that Jesus is with you. He'll never leave you. He loves you. By your act of obedience, 
by your act of faith. Of just stepping out and saying, I'm in the middle of it. When you step out, He's going to step right in the middle. He's going to meet you. He's going to do miracles in your heart and life today. So I'm just going to ask, as everybody stands to their feet, Pastor Lee is playing, they sing. If you're in the middle of something and you need Jesus to show up in the middle of it, would you just step out of your seat? Just come stand across this altar. I want to pray over you today. This is how I find my battles. 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 It may look like I'm surrounded, I'm surrounded by you. Yes. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Oh, he's showing up. It may look right in the like middle. I'm surrounded, of your trial. I'm surrounded by you. In the middle of your trial. It may look like I'm in the middle of your failure. I'm surrounded by you. In the middle of your addiction. In the middle of your depression. Oh, he's showing up in the middle to change things. He's gonna turn it around and work it for good. Jesus, every person across this auditorium. In the name of Jesus, right now they may feel surrounded by trouble, trials, hurt, pain, evil. But I thank you, you're surrounding that. You're surrounding them with your grace and your mercy and your love. You're surrounding them with your promotion. You're surrounding them with your protection. You're surrounding them with your love. So in the name of Jesus, I ask you to show up right where they're at. Show up in their heart. Show up in their mind. Show up in their struggle. Show up in their finances. Show up in their children. Show up in their marriage. Show up on that job. Father, when you show up, I'm asking you to let your love, your mercy, and your grace just fill the place. Cause darkness to scatter and light to shine. Depression to leave and joy and peace to come. 
Let those feelings of helplessness and worthlessness leave and let that spirit of power and love come upon their hearts knowing they're a child of God. You love them and you're going to make a way where there seems to be no way. You're not going to let them down. You're not going to leave them. Even though they're in the middle of it. You're in the middle of it with them. Everybody just make this declaration with you. Lord, in the middle of it, I'll trust you. In the middle of it, I'll love you. In the middle of it, I'll worship you. Right in the middle of it, I'll give it to you. Work it for my good. Jesus, today, I need you in the middle of my life. In the middle of my mess. In the middle of my family. In the middle of my health. In the middle of my finances. In the middle of our church. Jesus, show up and show off. Father, today I just declare your peace right now just covering every heart and mind. Cover our nation. Jesus, show up in the middle of America. Show up in the middle of the turmoil and bring peace. Show up in the middle of hate and bring love. Show up and show yourself mighty. Come on, just close your eyes and just breathe a sigh of relief. He's right there with you. You're not alone. Let Him wrap His arms of love and strength and comfort around you. Your sins are forgiven. You've confessed your sins. He's forgiven them. You're in right relationship. You're on your way to heaven. Come on, just relax now. He's got this. Show us your glory in Jesus' name. Show us, show us your power in Jesus' name. Show us, show us your glory, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Someone come on, say, somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you. I didn't know what I was going to do, but you showed up in the middle. Thank you. Everything's going to be okay now. Thank you. You're making a way. I didn't know there was a way, but thank you. You got this. You've got me. I've got you. That's all we need. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, somebody give Jesus a big hand clap. Hallelujah.